0: I still remember a child in my class, barely five, and so entrenched in his fleeting sorrow that he'd cry his heart out in a corner. It was by the slides during that sunny afternoon, the rest of the class immersed in joyous chorus. Always cautious, I approached the child with a sense of understanding. His tears, they splashed onto the sand beneath, each carrying a piece of his young, tender heartache. It made me realize how even at a tender age, expressing emotions, especially the painful ones, is not just important, it's therapeutic. Drawing from that, heartbreak, from my understanding, tends to function the same way.
1: Interesting, he. Heartbreak might be different for each person, but the ability to express our emotions definitely serves as a common healing point. You've touched on something essential there, about the therapeutic effect of expressing emotions. I suppose I didn't truly grasp that until a few years back, through some hard lessons.
2: Couldn't agree more, Jose. And where better to find lessons on emotional expression than in heartbreak?
1: Speaking of expressing emotions during heartbreak, he, you've got a strong grounding in Eastern philosophy. How do you perceive its role in handling emotional pain?
0: In the East, especially in the Buddhist philosophy I practice, there's a strong reverence for the healing process of emotional expression. It's not seen as a sign of weakness, but as a path to personal growth.
2: That resonates with me, he. Not from a cultural perspective, but a theater one. Stages have long been places for emotional exposition.
1: But comes the question, right? Does the cultural upbringing make a difference in how one deals with heartbreak? Honestly, I don't know, Jose. But from
0: my experience, individuals from different backgrounds might have distinctive ways to handle emotional distress,
1: influenced by various cultural norms. In my native Philippines, there's a societal tendency to suppress emotions, viewing it as haya, meaning shame. But hiding our pains can take an added toll on our mental health.
2: Isn't it quite universal? The societal pressure to appear strong hide pain. We restrict our emotions due to fear of judgment. But it's just keeping us away from healing, right?
0: I think you've hit a critical point, Mia. The fear of judgment, in my view, often hinders our ability to fully express our emotions, which can be incredibly therapeutic.
1: Exactly. Breaking that stigma, expressing one's emotions openly, enables the person to move towards healing. That's a powerful takeaway.
2: He, you said something about the fear of judgment often hindering our ability to fully express emotions. That's pretty universal, isn't it?
0: I would say that's about right, Mia. From my experience in teaching, I've seen how children are taught to mask their feelings to appear strong. This societal norm tends to persist in their adulthood, too.
2: So, we're conditioned since childhood to suppress our emotions. But then doesn't this stifle us when we actually need to confront and address these feelings during heartbreak?
0: That's what happens often. Our personal growth gets stunted as the full range
1: of our emotional experience gets penuriously explored. Sounds like a moot point. We somehow need to balance societal expectations with our personal emotional needs. True, Jose. Balancing is key. But we must remember, the societal norms
0: in place are not always beneficial or healthy for the individual. It's essential to prioritize own emotional health over societal expectations.
2: Absolutely. Having been in intense workplace competition, I faced my fair share of emotional stress. I realized bottling everything up just made things worse.
1: Speaking of experiences, didn't you once tell me about the time you finally let your emotions out in a play rehearsal, Mia?
2: Oh, I did. It was a monologue about a character dealing with heartbreak. Normally, I'd have held back, worrying about what others thought. But letting it all out was liberating, not to mention the performance was well-received.
0: That's wonderful, Mia. Shows how our unique experiences with emotional expression play a pivotal role. While understanding societal norms can help us navigate social situations, our individual emotional journeys should define our path to healing. This reminds me of an old Buddhist teaching. By our stumbling, the world is perfected. When we allow ourselves to feel, to stumble, we grow. Heartbreak is a profound teacher.
2: That sounds fascinating, He. Could you tell us more about this teaching?
0: Well, when heartache sets in, emotions run high. If we suppress them, we in a way insulate ourselves from the reality of the moment. Disappointment, loss, sadness, they expose our vulnerabilities, but also show us our
1: resilience. Resilience. The word holds a profound meaning. It's like getting up after a hard punch, isn't it?
0: Aptly put... Jose, It's during these experiences that we learn more about ourselves, our boundaries, our needs. It's a rigorous process of self-discovery. Vulnerability invites us to fully participate in our lives, in our loves, in our losses, and in turn, makes us more courageous, stronger, and resilient. If faced rightly, vulnerability can turn out to be our trusted ally.
2: It's like living out a character on a stage. When you dive deep into their emotions, you discover parts of yourself you didn't even know existed.
1: Indeed, Mia, it's like learning to find a home within one's own self. It's painful, but there's great strength and beauty in such vulnerability. Well said, Jose. It may not be easy,
0: but understanding and willingness can make this passage more navigable. That's the profound
1: self-discovery and vulnerability. Does expressing vulnerability really make us stronger?
0: Jose, when we validate our own emotions, we open ourselves to inner exploration. Yes, it involves the risk of exposing our deepest, rawest sentiments. But in this vulnerability, we uncover a hidden strength.
1: So embracing vulnerability paves the way to a more authentic, emotionally robust life? Precisely so. In acknowledging those innermost feelings, rather than
0: masking them, we become more authentic in our connections and more courageous in life.
2: Interesting. It's almost like we are redefining what strength looks like. It's not just about physical prowess or not showing emotions. It's about the power of emotional honesty.
0: And the courage to face them head on. Every bruise and mark in our hearts, emotional or otherwise, is an indicator of both past vulnerability and present strength. Our society often confuses vulnerability with weakness, but being emotionally honest is a testament to mental robustness.
2: What do you think, Jose? Do you agree that vulnerability can spark inner strength?
1: To be honest, I haven't thought about it at length. But come to think about it, my most transformative moments came when I allowed myself to be vulnerable, to air my feelings, and in turn, that catharsis did make me feel stronger.
0: Yes, exactly. Heartbreak forces us to confront our vulnerable selves, challenging us to grow through pain, and growth always inherently makes us stronger.
2: Let's talk about the effects of gender on how we perceive vulnerability and strength.
0: Yes, Mia. It's a common belief that vulnerability is a female trait, while strength is associated with masculinity. This thought process, emerged from societal norms and expectations, conditions us to think in certain ways.
2: But these are stereotypes, right? Just as not every man is inherently strong, not every woman is inherently vulnerable. Our personality traits don't correlate with our gender.
0: Agreed, however, our society often perpetuates these boundaries. We're brought up with the notion that men should be emotionally reserved
1: and women sensitive. You're right, he. It seems like strength has been monopolized by one gender, while vulnerability is seen as a failing, especially in men. Yes, Jose. But remember, fundamentally, both strength and vulnerability are human
0: attributes. They transcend gender limitations. We all have moments of vulnerability and strength, regardless of our gender.
2: It's high time we break free from these stereotypes. It's okay for men to express their emotions, to show vulnerability, and it's equally okay for women to be strong and assertive.
1: I think men often fear expressing vulnerability as it contradicts the traditional image of masculinity. But bypassing these societal constraints can lead to a healthier emotional life. What do you think, he? I agree, Jose. In fact, through my experience with child psychology,
0: I've observed that children expressing their emotions freely, regardless of their gender, have a healthier emotional growth.
2: So, it all comes down to how we're conditioned right from our childhood. Taking an active stance to redefine these cultural norms is necessary to imbibe a healthy mental environment for all.
1: It all boils down to allowing ourselves to express emotions without fear of judgment. Emotions are not gender-specific. They're human.
0: We've talked about the relation between vulnerability and gender. Now let's delve into the personal aspect of vulnerability and strength, not a societal one.
1: Sounds great, he. So vulnerability can lead to personal growth. Can you tell us more about this, Mia?
2: From my perspective, I view vulnerability as an opportunity. It's a chance for us to reflect and introspect our feelings. To grow, it's essential to face who we truly are and not hide behind the facade we often portray to the world. Being vulnerable allows for this. It's like stripping down to your true self, and that rawness, that honesty with oneself, it fosters self-awareness and, in turn, significant personal growth.
1: That's an interesting perspective, Mia. But it's not easy to show vulnerability or to be so brutally honest with ourselves. From my own experience, and correct me if I'm wrong, he, it seems that people often prefer to keep a shell around them, to hide their true selves, their shortcomings and fears due to society's pressures.
0: You rightly pointed that out, Jose. But it's important to understand that vulnerability is not about exposing your weaknesses or surrendering to others. It's about self-honesty. We develop personally when we are true to our emotions and expose ourselves to our inherent feelings of insecurity, self-doubt, or even a broken heart.
2: That's so true, he. Yet we often consider showing any kind of vulnerability as a sign of weakness. But isn't it a strength to be able to face yourself as you truly are? Without any pretense?
0: Yes, Mia. And that level of determination and courage alone signifies the growth taking place within oneself. Stepping out of one's comfort zone, acknowledging personal flaws and working on them, results in resilience, which helps during heartbreaking situations.
2: And ironically, that's when one often discovers unexpected inner strengths, right, Jose?
1: Absolutely, Mia. He, as a Buddhist and a teacher, could you share how you see this strength emerging in individuals? Definitely, Jose. In Buddha's teachings,
0: vulnerability is portrayed as a path to enlightenment. It marks an understanding of the unstable nature of human life. This realization leads to growth, resilience, and eventually, peace. As a teacher, I see students embracing their strengths and weaknesses, showing resilience in their young minds. Unfortunately, societal stereotypes overcast these natural norms as we grow up. But it's never too late to accept vulnerability for personal growth and peace. Pain and resilience, these seem like two extremes. Can they go hand in hand, truly?
2: At first glance, it might indeed seem paradoxical, he, but in life, when we endure heartache, that pain can, in turn, give birth to resilience. It's a bit like the theater, see? When we experience a bad show, poor performance, it hurts. But we rise stronger, we cope. We learn. We grow. Isn't that resilience?
1: That's a striking point, Mia. Personally, back when I was grappling with panic attacks, I found my strength in the very process of acknowledging and embracing my pain. It was undoubtedly difficult and, yes, painful. Yet this experience honed my resilience, encouraged me to confront what was bothering me. It was, in essence, an embracing of my vulnerability.
0: Jose Your experience aligns with a central teaching of Buddhism. Our pain, sadness, all our negative emotions, acknowledging them and understanding their impermanence, that's when resilience emerges. As a teacher, I see this every day. Children fall, they hurt, they cry, and then they get up, they recover, they play again. That's pure resilience arising from their pain.
2: He, Jose, there's a common thread here. That understanding and accepting one's vulnerable emotions is key to resilience. It's almost its almost as though this very act of embracing our pain transforms it. From an adversary, our pain morphs into an unexpected ally.
1: An unexpected ally. I like that, Mia. And perhaps all it takes is shifting our perspective. Seeing heartbreak not just as an end, but as an opportunity for growth and self-understanding. An opportunity to become resilient. And that, I believe, is a path worth celebrating. Speaking about resilience, can anyone truly build it trying to survive heartbreak? Interesting question, he. You know, during my panic attacks, what helped me most was taking one day at a time. It was a small step, but a necessary one.
2: So, Jose, you're saying resilience is more about consistency rather than complex solutions?
1: Exactly, Mia. I mean, consider jogging. You can't rise one morning and decide to run a marathon. The progress is slow, but the improvement is tangible.
0: I think, Jose, your idea applies well beyond heartbreak, personal growth, career struggles, any form of hardship, really.
2: What a universal approach, Jose. But how would we apply this to deal with our emotions? After all, we can't exactly measure our emotional resilience, can we?
1: True, Mia. It's less quantitative, more qualitative. It's more about acknowledging discomfort rather than pushing it away. And that's the beauty of it. Our resilience-building routine is unique, as are our vulnerabilities. Jose, Mia, there's a
0: balance to be understood here, isn't it? Embracing discomfort. Balanced with self-care. Small steps, consistency, and patience. That's our path to resilience. But in the heartache, can we draw strength from our pain? Can our emotional scars serve as a testament to our resilience?
2: What an interesting notion, he. Let's consider a physical wound. It hurts, bleeds, and then forms a scab. As it heals, it often leaves a scar. The scar isn't just a mark on your body, it symbolizes survival. It's proof of a battle fought and won.
0: That's right, Mia. Physical scars serve as reminders. But emotional
1: scars are less tangible, aren't they? Absolutely, he. But aren't they, in a sense, reminders too? They might not be visible, but they demonstrate an evolutionary process of the soul, From pain to strength, a sort of rebirth. So essentially,
0: our emotional scars can be seen as indicators of our personal growth?
2: I agree, he. Our emotional scars guide us. Each emotional wound is a lesson, each scar a badge of honor proving we've been there, survived that, and emerged stronger. However, do we all grow from these scars? Or do some of us just hurt?
1: Well, Mia, it's definitely not easy but I believe we do grow. It's just a matter of time and perspective. Jose,
0: how does one give meaning to their pain? Especially in heartbreak? Isn't heartache
1: all-consuming? He, you're right. Pain can consume us if we let it. However, converting hurt into strength, transforming pain into endurance, that's the challenge. And it's possible, with patience and acceptance. It reminds me of a quote I once read. Every pain inflicts a lesson and every lesson changes a person.
2: Such a powerful quote, Jose. So, heartbreak is not an end, but possibly a beginning. A painful one, but, in its own way, a catalyst for growth?
0: Indeed, Mia. While it's hard to see it during those agonizing moments, heartbreak can lead to a deeper understanding of oneself. A growth that might have been stunted had we not been forced into that dark chasm. It's within this abyss of hurt we uncover a resilience unbeknownst to us. As we navigate this journey of heartbreak, we inevitably bump into societal norms. Jose, how do you think these norms shape our
1: responses to heartbreak? That's a complex question, he. It's clear that societal norms are influential. They, in a way, form the playbook for us as we figure out how to act, react, and cope with various situations, including heartbreak. But it's interesting to question whether this guidance is always fair or appropriate. Take the common notion that men should be stoic in the face of emotional distress. It's not only unrealistic, but quite frankly, harmful.
2: Treating heartbreak as a silent battle does sound unfair, Jose. Social norms often demand us to hide our emotions, don't they? Suppressing emotions is considered strength. Crying is seen as weak. But aren't these archaic notions?
0: Unquestionably, Mia, Jose, as you come from a Western perspective where Stoicism is often expected, particularly from men, how has this impacted your emotional expression?
1: Well, he. I think it tends to amplify internal conflict. On one hand, you're grappling with your own heartache, and on the other, you're fighting these pre-established norms, trying to suppress your emotions so as not to appear weak. For those of us who choose to follow the societal playbook, It's akin to fighting a battle on two fronts. An apt description, Jose. Battling heartbreak while also
0: battling societal expectations of how one should properly express their heartbreak. It's a heavy burden to bear.
2: He, it brings me back to your earlier thoughts about equity in this context. If we are bound by societal norms in expressing our pain, where is the equity in emotional responses? Who are we to judge one another's pain expressions?
1: You have a point, Mia. We cannot measure the weights of our hearts nor compare our pain thresholds. There's no right or wrong way to express pain. Perhaps the fairest approach would be to make space for individualized responses and expressions, free from societal judgment. Jose, I couldn't have put it better. Our focus should be on understanding,
0: respecting, and accepting each other's unique emotional journeys, not imposing unfair guidelines on how one should navigate through heartbreak. Vulnerability deserves recognition, not judgment. It's high time we question and reconsider the fairness of these seemingly unshakable societal norms. As we contemplate the norms of emotional expression and the burden of societal judgment, I can't help but think about our support systems. Who do we turn to when all seems lost?
2: Support system, that's a great point, he. Friends and family can be vital in these times of emotional chaos. What do you all think?
1: I absolutely concur, Mia. A sound support system not only provides emotional solace, but often offers a new perspective. But should we expose our vulnerabilities to everyone we know?
2: I believe selecting who we share our breakups with is crucial. Not everyone might empathize or provide the comfort we seek. Based on my experiences, I reckon it's advisable to confide in those who've proven themselves in similar situations before. They understand our emotions better and can offer practical, heartfelt advice.
0: Mia. That's a contextual insight. As a Buddhist, I believe in the serenity that introspection offers. Yet the power of a perceptive listener or a simple comforting presence should not be undervalued.
1: It's a delicate balance to maintain. Wouldn't you agree, Jose? Definitely he. Although I majorly rely on cathartic physical activities to cope, the importance of emotionally supportive relationships can't be dismissed. During my panic attacks, It's the reassurances from my friends that stabilize me. Their empathy goes a long way towards reinforcing the resilient spirit within us.
2: Conversely, I wonder how this influences our relationships. The process must affect them, either deepening bonds or testing them. Any experiences there, Jose?
1: Certainly, Mia. Sharing emotional distress necessitates vulnerability, which can foster deeper bonds. The trust built in such times often forms robust lasting connections however not everyone can bear the weight of others emotional turmoil and such instances can strain or even break relationships
0: your reflections on this jose encourage us to carefully choose who we invite to our emotional roller coaster such selective sharing ensures both parties benefit from the process thus promoting a healthier cycle of healing and support in our emotional journey acceptance plays a crucial role How do we come to terms with feelings that arise during heartbreak?
2: That's a worthy question, He, Accepting our feelings instead of pushing them away is key. From my experience in the theater, emotions, even painful ones, are raw materials. Like actors, we need to welcome them and allow them to flow, to create a genuine performance. We must understand there's no glory in needless suffering.
1: Mia. The idea of emotions as raw materials appeals to me. It's like redefining a crisis as an opportunity to learn about ourselves. Drawing from my experiences with meditation,
0: acceptance transcends the realm of understanding. It is an experience in and of itself. To embrace our distress, without any judgment or preconceived ideas, allows for a profound shift in perspective. It isn't a passive practice. Instead, it requires an active awareness of our thoughts and emotions.
2: Like being in the middle of a performance, right? You don't deny or hide your nervousness. You acknowledge it, and this acknowledgement grants you the freedom to perform without the added pressure of pretending and covering up. In a way, it molds our attitude towards heartbreak and makes room for self-compassion.
1: We brought up the significance of a supportive surrounding previously. But now I'm wondering, how do we balance this emotional acceptance and dependency on external emotional support?
0: A sound question, Jose. The balance could lie in embodying self-compassion, instilling in us an ability to provide our own emotional support. We can turn to others for perspectives, but the healing, the acceptance, must initiate from within. Sharing our experiences then promotes a communal healing, thus fostering resilience. As we're winding down in our journey, I'm reminded of a phrase in Buddhism that resonates with our theme. It says, When things fall apart, it's an opportunity to build something better.
1: Thoughts on change during heartbreak? That couldn't be more accurate, he. Heartbreak, despite its toll, is pivotal because it creates a void, an empty space within us. And nature abhors a vacuum, right? We strive to fill it in, evolve, and grow from the ruins.
2: Jose's right. It's like our hearts are an emotional chameleon, adapting to shifts. Heartbreak here becomes a trigger event. It's an invitation to redefine ourselves, to peel off the layers and expose our core strength.
0: Much like a turning point, more often, it's an unexpected jolt we experience when we are most unprepared. At face value, it's discomforting. But beneath lies the seeds of growth. It takes courage to embrace these moments, doesn't it?
2: Absolutely. Discovering capabilities you never knew existed, that's the beauty of adversity. During my first big loss on a real estate deal, I felt my world crumbling, but it forced me to reevaluate my strategies, my approach to work, and I came out stronger.
0: So it's the same principle then. Heartbreak is our emotional turning point, serving as a catalyst
1: for change, a reassessment of self, a redefining moment. How about you, Jose? From my perspective, these instances are like an earthquake shaking our emotional foundation. With the collapse, we rebuild and we become more resilient, embracing changes along the process.
0: In essence, these turning points, though abrupt and unsettling, carry a regenerative quality. The emotional discomfort forces us to overturn old habits and invites new perspectives, ultimately leading to emotional growth. Listeners have been sending in questions. The first one is, how do I navigate through my feelings of vulnerability post-heartbreak?
1: Jose, your thoughts? A valid question. Vulnerability after a heartbreak can feel isolating. It's crucial to understand that it isn't a sign of weakness, but a testament to your strength. Sharing your feelings, whether with loved ones or by journaling, could be effective. Try to lean into your emotions rather than suppress them.
2: Couldn't agree more, Jose. And remember the role of self-compassion. It's okay to grieve, to feel vulnerable. That's not just a part of healing. It's an integral part of being human.
0: Truly said, Mia. Here's another query from a listener. How do I build resilience post-heartbreak?
2: Building resilience post-heartbreak involves forgiving yourself, learning from the experience, and finding coping mechanisms. For me, jogging has always been a big stress reliever. Everyone has their unique coping strategies, though. Find yours.
0: In addition, nourishing your body and mind, maintaining a routine, and keeping the faith are all components of building resilience. Remember... A thousand-mile journey begins with a single step. Every bit of progress you make
1: counts. That's a fitting quote, he, and we should never underestimate the power of reaching out. Seek support from friends and family to bolster your resilience. You're not alone in this.
0: Thank you, Jose. That's a gentle reminder we all need. Our final question today is, how do I deal with societal norms that judge the way I express heartbreak?
1: In our diverse society, there are differing views on emotional expression during heartbreak completely understandable. Remember, only you truly understand your pain. It's about respecting your emotions rather than conforming to societal norms.
2: Indeed, Jose. It's your journey and your healing. What is important is that you find comfort and validation in your expressions. Do what feels right for your heart.
0: Indeed, self-validation is crucial. This brings us to the end of our Q&A session. We hope we've managed to address your concerns and queries effectively.